Hello, welcome to the You Can Try podcast. I'm Penny Wilkin from You Can Coaching. And on this podcast, I'm going to talk to people who share my passion for swimming, cycling, running and triathlon, as well as anything in between. This is episode 25 and part three of my chat with Emma O'Brien and Mel Smith about cold water winter swimming. In this part, we talk about what happens on a swim, all of the tomfoolery that goes on, you know, the dancing, the singing and the passers-by. We talk about getting in, how long we swim for, how to deal with the after drop and some tips on how to get started if you're new to winter swimming. So, um, go on, tell me actually about the swimming. So you went for a swim at um, in the aid run at Warwick this morning. So, you know, come on, for people that don't know anything about cold water swimming, you know, how long did you swim for? What were you wearing? Did you put your face in? How did you get in? You know, tell us those things. So go on, Mel. It's funny you should say about the 20 minutes thing and I've got this weird thing going on. So this morning we went in the Avon. Um, I don't know, I didn't time it. I don't measure the temperature and I don't time how long we're in for. I'd say we were probably in for about 10 minutes, maybe 15 um we do about 20 don't we i think normally if we go to the old bathing place and um we don't put our faces in i don't put my face in under 10 degrees because it just hurts and i remember swimming around Dostil once thinking the pressure's building up here in my head my temples and and then i started having crazy thoughts like well what if my head just explodes i mean obviously my head isn't going to explode but that's what it felt like and it hurts your sinuses and i just thought it's just not worth it i'm going to wear my woolly hat and enjoy the scenery but also i would not put my face in the avon when it's that color anyway even if it was 30 degrees because it's gross and it smells but (laughs) so so you went so by the colour, so what you're saying is there's been a lot of heavy rainfall recently. Yeah, and it was so a bit... So the rivers are full and yeah. dirty and they yeah. run off and you don't know what, what's in it. So you're yeah. lowering the risk of getting a stomach upset by not putting your face in. Yeah. So just painting the picture really clearly, you're swimming in your costumes, head up breaststroke, woolly hats on, having yeah. a chat and a laugh as yeah. you go yeah. for 10 minutes or so, something, 10, 15 yeah. minutes. 15 yeah about that wasn't it I think we went up a bit as well didn't we, we went to the bridge and then we went up up river for a bit but we don't really talk yeah we don't really time it I put my watch on every now and again but it doesn't really it just loses GPS but then we went to Stony Cove at the weekend just gone and um I think I was in for about was it half 30 minutes I think something like that you were in longer yeah, but I just, I felt good at that point. So it was, it was that decision that we talked about before. I mean, I've been in sometimes and, and needed to just get out straight away, but I'd, I'd had to run that morning and then come back and have my breakfast and a nice cup of tea and I'd made some coffee to take with me. So I was, I was awake. I was, you know, just feeling kind of, I had loads of big shot of adrenaline and I just, yeah, it just felt, just felt right to stay in a bit longer. I, you know felt comfortable with it i just want to paint the picture properly of this morning so um there's always a bit of tomfoolery before we get in so this morning we were you know dancing on the side of the river and i don't know why but there's a song that we sing at the minute oh should i put you back into it but we sing put your ass into it (laughs) oh my god grandmaster melly mel's coming out (laughs) 
<laughs> it's it, yeah, we were psyching ourselves up, weren't we? You could do a pinch your back into it. <laughs> That's it. And we were doing this kind of crazy dancing and this lady walked behind us with a dog and uh, she just sort of went past. And then about 30 seconds later, she came back and she was like, oh, I had to come back because I was very intrigued about exactly what's going on here. Um, and Emma said, oh, we're going for a swim. And she said, oh, I thought so. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, you must be mad. And off she went with the dog. And, and there is something nice about, you know, I don't know, you feel kind of like, oh, yeah, I am doing something that is a bit that other people think is a bit weird. Um, and it kind of just does make you smile a bit, um, I think. And, you know, there's nothing better for me than wearing a leopard print bathing suit, a yellow woolly hat, not worrying about whether I've shaved my legs or not looking your best, you know, not having your makeup on. When I first started swimming, it was makeup on all the time and everyone used to say, oh my God, you look so fabulous. And I just now, I just think what the swimming has done for me as well is it's about that you're in nature, it's completely natural. And so if I go in and I, you know, I'm less bothered actually about you know all of that sort of stuff and and okay every you know sometimes I still wear makeup but I also years ago I would never have gone without it and yet now you've all seen me in all sorts of states well now that's led me into something I've just remembered I wanted to say Penny and it's not really necessarily for the winter swimming but we've done quite a lot recently in the past sort of year and the previous year of taking our swimming costumes off haven't we and making sure it's a little bit secluded but didn't we start off on our swim day in August 2019 with having a total skinny dip where we we went in nude to begin with and then every opportunity wherever we were we were like oh should we quickly take our swimming costumes off because swimming with a with your costume on and not your wetsuit is amazing isn't it and we know that the water feels different but just getting rid of it completely and do you remember in the summer um when we went to secret lake and rach was like i'm not even gonna hold on to my swimming costume and she took it off and threw it into the onto this side it was just fabulous and then she had two lily pads and put them on <laughs> her boob got the realized that they've got all little bugs underneath them and she'd actually put them on her boobies and everyone was like oh they've got bugs on she's like oh. <laughs> it was amazing but i just oh, think oh, this well, is... the fun we get up to while swimming hey <laughs> But that's the thing, isn't it? It's that it's that liberating kind of like Mao said, you know, when you go to the pool, you're like, oh, I've shaved my legs. You know, some stranger I don't know might get close enough to me to notice that I've not shaved what you know I, I should have to be in the public pool. Yet when we go to a river or or somewhere like that, we just don't care, do we? You know, and we are just none of us. We don't judge each other. We're just really pleased to see each other and, and, you know, enjoy the same experiences and have a laugh. And we're all on the same page, aren't we, with that, I think. And well, yeah. And I just, you know, I have taken to wearing a toweling dry robe most of the time. Tell <laughs> the lady. What happened in the morning? I went into the petrol station and the guy went, pajama lady. <laughs> That's your new nickname. 
<laughs> it's not better than Grandmaster Melly Mel. <laughs> so we're running out of time. So just um, answering still a few more questions. So one of the things we were just talking about was, um, you know, what happens when you go for a swim. So one of the questions we've been asked is how you get in. So let's just be clear first. So um, Emma and Mel have both said that they've made the swim for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. Let's just be clear that right now, I probably get in for less than 10 minutes. Sometimes I even get in and just do 10 strokes and get out again. So not everyone is swimming for a long time when the water is under 10 degrees. And let's talk about how you get in because, and where you can say what happens when I get in, because I just get out of the car and the first thing that goes into my head is, oh my God, it's cold. And then I put my feet in and I'm like, bloody hell. And, and worse, whose idea is this? And then what happens is I stand there for ages, don't I? You know, ankles, knees, thighs, these two will be swimming up and down and I'll still be standing there trying to psych myself up for it. And I suppose, you know, you get used to the cold water on your legs, so I'm doing that. I try and put my hands in and your wrists in because there is some talk about there being a pressure point on your wrists um, and, you know, you put your hand in there and that helps. I'm not sure if I ever splash water on my face or my chest because it just feels too cold. And, and I'm just standing there, probably sometimes for five minutes, right? Trying to psych myself up. And then, and it, actually it doesn't matter what the temperature is, does it? It could, it's even at Coffa, even at the Allen Higgs, I'm sat there going, I can't get in. And then um, eventually I, some, I find the, the mental strength to get in. What really helps me is, um, a timer or a countdown so I kind of try and give myself permission to faff and permission to procrastinate and I give my um, chimp brain permission to have a tantrum about whose stupid idea this is and then I do the countdown or someone will count me down and then I'll eventually get in but before we stop so that Emma can go for her dinner. Tell us how you two, how do you get in? How do you go through the process of getting in the five degree water? I, I'll go first. Sorry, Val. <laughs> I, um, I, I used to get in slowly and splash my wrists and my neck and then go in and go onto my back and float for a little bit. So it's on your neck and everything's used to it. But now I like to just go in and stand there for a minute just so my legs have got used to it all. And then I just take a deep breath and just push off and start swimming. Um, but I remember we, the event you were talking about earlier, Mal, the Portishead Popsicle, they were yeah. saying to us as we walked around to our start and it was six degrees in that pool. They were like, um, you're all just going to get in and go. So when the last person's in, everyone goes. And I was thinking, I can't do that. I can't just get in and then just swim. I need to just, so we asked, didn't we? I remember just asking, can I just get in? And then I don't mind hanging around until everyone's ready. And we went without gloves and boots that day because if you wore gloves and boots, they classed you as wearing a wetsuit. And it became a bit of a, <laughs> I haven't done it. If I'm, if I'm getting in that pool in a swimming costume, then it's going, it's going on record that I got in that pool in the swimming costume. So yeah, for me, it just, it just depends on the day, but I generally just like my legs to just sort of be aware of what's going on first and then, and then kind of go. Yeah. And Mel, anything, do you do anything different? Um, well, I just think I don't faff anymore. Um, I've, 
you know, I've done that same as you, Penny, where I've stood there for ages and kind of, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can do it. No, I can't. I can do it. And oh, I can't. And for me, I just get really cold just standing in that water. So I just, I, I don't do that anymore. And I just try, I just think, right, I'm here because I want to be here. And I just kind of ease myself in, take a few deep breaths and then just think, right, off we go. And just try and get as much of you under the water, you know, gradually as you can. Um, and then just accept that it's going to be a bit shit for about, anything from 30 seconds to two minutes where you're going, Oh my God, Oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Something's biting me. Well, it isn't because it's just the bitey cold, um, you know, and, and once you've got over that and what happens to me, I just can feel the smile coming and that's when I know I'm okay now. And, and then there's just like, yeah, it's like if I, it's like I've been given a huge dose of Botox because even if I wanted to not smile, I wouldn't be able to. Um, not that it makes me look any younger at all, but... <laughs> Shall we let Emma go for her dinner? What, what have you got for your dinner? Right, now I can smell it. It smells amazing. <laughs> I think it's sausage and mash. Uh, so what about the afterdrop? What's this afterdrop thing, Mel? How, what does it feel like for you and what are your tips for dealing with it? Oh, gosh. Well, I don't get it so much now because I'm careful that I know when to get out so that I don't get the really bad stuff happen. But what I've noticed in the past is all of a sudden your blood feels when you're out, you get out and you're drying yourself. And then all of a sudden there's this really weird sensation and it's like your blood well, it is really cold, isn't it? The blood, right? And you can, you can kind of feel it. And it's a really, really weird feeling. And then you sort of, you start to feel like really shaky. And this is for me, like this, this isn't, I'm determined that this isn't going to happen to me this year. But in the past, it's like that uncontrollable shaking and actually not being able to talk properly, um, you know, People are saying, get a hot drink down you, but you can't even hold the drink. The drink's spilling everywhere. Um, so you'll see various different people with like cups that have proper lids on or they have a straw or whatever. Um, and I think it's like, yeah, you just feel a bit, a bit rubbish, but also you can feel a bit like, you don't really know what's happening in your mind for me as well. That, that's happened to me a couple of times where I've thought I don't, it's just really bizarre. This kind of feeling of, Oh dear. Oh dear. Um, so for me, I can get out and feel all right and I'm not shaking and obviously my skin's cold, but I feel okay. And then basically I'm going to get dressed as quick as possible because pretty much by the time I'm putting my last layer on, um, I'll be shivering, my hands will be shaking, my teeth will be chattering, you know, and like you just can't control, yeah, uncontrollable shivering. And, um, you know, it can be really, really bad, you know, like if you can't control your, your, your teeth chattering. I've heard friends say they've cracked a tooth, you know, before, or we have heard people say they've cracked a ribbon before as well from, from the shivering. 
Yeah, so you can have degrees of shaking, can't you? Um, of how bad, you know, really bad and, you know, not so bad. Um, but me personally, even in the summer, I get out and you get an element of after drop. So when we were swimming the channel, it, the middle of summer, well, it was September, wasn't it? The um, sea was pretty warm. Um, yeah, even when I got out of there, I don't think I saw any of you shivering, but even like that, I, I would be, you know, shivering within five minutes of, of getting out. Um, so you definitely can manage it a bit, can't you? If you stay in too long and get too cold, then the after drop is going to be worse, isn't it? Mm. So what are your tips for dealing with it? So you so say you've got that after drop and you're shivering and shaking. You know, what are your tips for making it not as bad and, and managing it? I think like getting your swimming costume off quickly because that is, is really cold and it's obviously holding quite a bit of water, which is holding all of that cold onto you. So get... For me, just getting my swimming costume off as quickly as possible. And then, like, you can faff about trying to put clothes on. And because you're cold and you're a bit shaky, they're even more difficult to put on than normal. So wear, like, stuff that you know you can get on and off really easily. Um, so, like, jeans would just be an absolute, like, oh, disaster. Um, leggings are okay if they're a bit baggy but you know just things that are really easy to get on so that you can get warmth um, from clothes pretty quickly and just lots of layers you know loads of people go out and buy dry robes um, do you, they are really good you know but you don't I don't I wouldn't say it was a necessity as long as you had a good winter coat You've got a woolly hat to put on. Some people say to, if you've gone in in a swimming hat, to leave the hat on so that the heat doesn't escape from the top of your head. Um, and then I think, you know, just make sure you've got a nice hot drink. Don't give yourself time to, um, you know, to recover or to feel, you know, like you're ready to drive home. Like, don't just get out and then think, I'm going to drive home now. Give yourself, allow yourself a bit of time. Um, so how do you know when you're ready to drive home? That was a question we got asked. I just think you, when you feel comfortable, I mean, you can't drive home if you're shaking, you know, really yeah. badly. Um, I think like most of us will get in and put the heat on in the car and sit in the car for a bit, maybe have some, a little something to eat and a drink. Um, but again, it's a bit like, how long is a piece of string? Because my recovery could be faster than yours. So I could end up driving home within 15 minutes of having got out or whatever. Whereas someone else, it might take them longer. So I just think you've got to know when your head feels clear enough to be able to know that you can drive home safely. But you're pretty much going to stop. You're not going to drive until you've stopped properly shivering. And like you can have the uncontrollable shaking at the start. And then it can ease off, but then you have like a bit a minute when you're not shaking, and then you have a minute when you are shaking, you know, like that. So you've got to wait until it, it it's properly gone, haven't you? The shaking. Um, I mean, other things I would say is um, it's about having your clothes ready and some sort of system, so you're not rooting around in your bag trying to find your trousers or your leggings or your hat or whatever. So it's you know tidy and organised and uncomplicated, so you know where things are. And I often don't bother with underwear, so you're not faffing about trying to do your bra yeah. or get your knickers on the right way around or, you know, things like that. And things like slip-on, warm slip-on shoes are, are good, so you're not messing about trying to undo shoelaces and, 
you know, and things like that. And just lots and lots of layers, isn't it? Mm. Lots and lots of layers. Um, and, you know, when it gets really cold, I'll bring a hot water bottle with me. And most, the thing that it does best, I think, is if you fold it up and your clothes are around it, then when you're putting them on as well, they're a bit warm. So it just, just feels a bit nicer. And then, of course, you've got the hot water bottle if you want it for after that. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's probably a good idea. Um, yeah, warm, I like that, the hot water bottle and warm clothes. That's, that's a good tip. Um, I mean, the other things I would say is that it is a part of swimming, isn't it? The after drop and, and shaking is a particular part of winter swimming. And it isn't all that pleasant, but, you know, it's okay as long as you're dressed up and sheltered and you know you can get warm. It, it is just part of swimming. And, yeah, having a bit of a sense of humour with it can make it, and doing it with other people can make it a bit less unpleasant. And, you know, I know we're talking about winter swimming, but in all honesty, if I swim all year round and if I do a long swim... I'll get I'll get after drop like that even in the middle of summer, right? You know, so for me it's part of swimming without a wetsuit. It's just making sure that it's not so bad that it's making you ill, isn't it? Um, because it is that shivering is the first signs of hypothermia, right? So you, you, and hypothermia is dangerous. So you don't want it to end up, you know, making you really unwell. I think it's also quite scary if someone comes with you that has had no experience of that of witnessing someone with after drop so i remember when you know my partner jason came and i'd been you know i've been swimming for years but he'd never actually witnessed that kind of yeah period of recovery but seeing a whole group of people who were just sat there like not being able to speak, drop, you know, throwing drinks everywhere and all of that. And I, I remember looking over at him and he was like, and we got in the car and he went, oh my God, he said, I've never seen anything like it. And I, and I did think to myself, well, actually, he's dead right. You'd be really worried. Like if you didn't know, you know, what was happening to your body at the time and, and the shaking and the shivering is your body's way of um, recovering and all of that, you'd look and think, why would anybody want to do that? And no, that is a really interesting point because my husband, Paul, wants no part of this winter, <laughs> wild, cold water swimming thing. So he'll come and do lots of things with me and support and carry bags and meet me there or whatever. But yeah, for all of those reasons you've just said, yeah, he wants no part of, of watching me suffer after I get out of a cold lake. Um, so that is an interesting, that is a, a point of a conversation to have if you're taking other people for the first time, you know, with you to be the tonic or to watch, isn't it? To sort of say what's going to happen. Um, but while we're talking about the after drop and warming up, um, what about having a hot shower? Do you ever do that or have you ever done that? Um, well, because Caroline once gave me the bit of advice about don't do it. I'm very cautious, you know, and also mostly where we go, there are, there isn't a shower. So especially if you're, you know, outside somewhere where there are no changing rooms or anything like that, you've got no chance of having a hot shower anyway. 
Um, but I mean, I usually do have one when I get home, but you're probably talking anything up to an hour afterwards. Um, and I do enjoy having a shower or I'll have a bath or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I think it's a no-no to just come out of cold water and just think, right, I'm going to immerse myself in a light, in a boiling hot bath. Um, yeah, because you're so cold in, in the lake, then when, if you get in a hot shower, it takes all the blood away, doesn't it, from your core to, to your extremities. So, yeah. um, well, it stops your recovery from the thing that you've just done to yourself, doesn't it? So, you know, and yeah, your body will just go into some sort of confusion, I think, and think what the hell is happening. Um, but I actually do know lots of people that have showers after they're swimming. A lot of people we know that swim at Stony Cove, maybe in wetsuits, will always have a shower when the changing rooms are open. We'll always have a hot shower afterwards. Um, so, you know, I think you just need to know the risks, don't you? Um, and generally, it's better to warm up slowly. And I think it's just worth knowing what the problems are and seeing what works for you. And a hot shower might be okay after a short swim, mightn't it? Because your body, your core temperature might not have dropped um, quite so much. Yeah. And I mean, you'll, you know, this year I started to take a bottle of warm water with me for after swim. So just like, you know, a one litre bottle um, of warm water, but really to just wash myself from some of the crap that can be in the rivers, especially sort of, you know, I always get bitten. So I just kind of thought, oh, it's a nice thing to do. And then I carried on doing it. But the last time I did it was about three weeks ago because I thought actually it's probably not right to do now. The temperature has dropped so much. So I've stopped taking it now, but I definitely will reinstate that. And it's just nice to kind of, if you're a bit worried about being a bit mucky or whatever, um, then, you know, that's an option. I'd and it's quite, it was quite nice when I did it with you um having that warm water but i'd say it's not hot is it because it's just been in a plastic bottle so it's cooled down while you've driven there and had to swim and stuff so it's just warmer than the water that you've been in and, and warmer than the air temperature and stuff isn't it yeah so what would be your recommendations and tips for someone who wants to start winter swimming wants to start cold water swimming come and look come and watch come and be the tonic come and see what people do you know experience it but not be in the water the first time that you come and just just because I think like I say when Jason came with me and he saw what was happening to people it's a, it it does look really odd and you know but you would see people recover quite quickly you could ask all your questions all of that sort of thing so I think just to if you fancy it is just to see if you can just turn up and be on the side and just you know watch people how they get in and all of that um how long they're in for you know how they get out how they get dressed you know what they are ask them questions really i guess to do that first then think about if you are going to do it like what equipment do you really want you know you need to have some of the right stuff um whatever that might be um and then and then do your research do some online stuff um, join a group lots of ways that you know there's lots of different groups but obviously if people want to join swim and tonic that's also okay and there's lots of people on there that will give you advice but I do have to say that we all swim 
you know it's our own responsibility for our own safety whenever we swim um so you've always got to think about that and even if someone gives you some advice and it doesn't work for you it's not that that person's wrong it's just that it, that thing didn't work for you so um get some advice from other swimmers who've been doing it for you know for a while um and swim with others when you can like i know we've had loads of restrictions this year but i do think there is something really special about meeting up with a group of people and starting to swim with them, you know, and some of them become your friends for life. Um, and you'll share all sorts of adventures and stuff like that with people. Um, I think there is something quite special about the people that you meet when you, you're swimming. Yeah, and definitely, uh, like I said at the beginning, you know, it's all about the people and the connections and the relationships for me. And I mean, for sure, I think well, if you're just trying to start off now, then yeah, doing it with some other people to start with is, you know, some more experienced people is definitely the best piece of advice. Even if you only do it for a few times and then you go on your own, um, I think then you've just got an idea what goes on and, and how long to stay in for. Um, and, and yeah, and that's what I wanted to say is just to check your expectations in for your first few swims you're really just going to get wet and just see what it feels like so that you're not making yourself really, really cold at the start. You're just seeing what you can tolerate. And it's not a competition to see how long you can stay in for, is it? Or to see how cold it is. You're just experiencing it. So you just try it out for the first few times and then, you, you know, you see if you can swim a little bit longer, if that's what you feel ready to do, you know, or, or if that's what you want to do. And I guess like if you're the sort of person who is, you know, is a bit unsure or you like to have guidance or you like to know that there's somebody there that is responsible for your safety, then there are places that you can go like Cliff Lakes where Caroline coaches people into the water. You'll have someone on the side, you know, looking out for everybody and that sort of thing. So, you know, there are those options as well. Um, yeah, and in the Midlands now, there are quite a few places doing more organised cold water swims, isn't there? Um, yeah. Not just Cliff Lakes. And, you know, what about what time of year would you start? Um, there's been some discussion, a lot of discussions about that on social media. People saying they're really interested in it because the swimming pools have been closed for a month. And then other people saying, well, you shouldn't go for your first swim because now it's December and it's too cold. I mean, for me, I, I, I think it's down to the individual and how much they want to try it and whether, you know, weighing up the commitment that you'd need to, you know, perhaps buy some equipment and, you know, bits and bobs like that. I think it's, it's entirely up to, to the individual about when they're going to get in. But I would say that if you were nervous, it's probably not, really good to get in December because what I'd hate is for someone to try it and then never do it again so I think you know if you're someone that would it could really put you off if you didn't enjoy it I'd say wait until May time when the water heats up and the experience is completely different and like you say Penny you know you still get cold even in when the temperatures are higher so you'd have that whole period of time before the next winter came around for you to start to acclimatise um, to colder waters. Because I think it's, 
there is a big difference between the temperature in a swimming pool and the temperature in a lake or in a river, even in the summer. You know, there's a big difference. So I think if you're a daredevil and you think you can hack it, find some people and give it a go. If you're a bit more nervous and think, gosh, actually, if I did it and I didn't like it, I might not ever do it again. I would hate for people to have an experience that put them off ever doing it. Because obviously, like you, I want people to go in and really have an enjoyable experience and, you know, join the kind of outdoor swimming world and, and get a lot out of it. Yeah, I mean, like, ideally, you, you would definitely say, start when it's a bit warmer, get used to it, enjoy it, learn your skills and your craft and your equipment and where to swim. And then, you know, keep going, you know, through to the end of the summer and September, and maybe it's getting it a little bit colder and, you know, you're gradually getting used to it, you know, like that. That would be the best preparation for getting into winter swimming, wouldn't it? And, you know, that would be my coach's advice. One thing I've learned from coaching is, that the world doesn't follow a process and doesn't follow best advice, right? And I see people doing amazing things all of the time. I learned that pretty early on as a coach. I saw people doing things that just didn't seem possible according to all of the coaching information and the data and the numbers and what you should and shouldn't do. It didn't seem possible, right? And, and you know, it's the same with winter swimming. Really, it's not the best idea to go for your first ever open water swim in December or February or something like that. You know, I'd be thinking it's going to be too cold. They're going to hate it. They're going to hate it and they're never going to come again or they'll really struggle to get in. But I've seen people do that and be absolutely fine and absolutely love it. So I think, like you say, it just depends on you and how scared you are of the cold and, you know, how confident you are with swimming and, and what you're up for, really, isn't it? There's no one right or wrong answer, but you do need to know that if you're going to get in in December or February or something, it's going to be cold. And I think, you know, sometimes people get really upset when it rains a lot and you can't go in the river. But I would say, like, just if you love wild swimming, open water swimming, there must be something you love about being outdoors. And so even if you can't get in the water, being by or near water is really good for you as well. So even yeah. if you, I remember once Emma and I went and it's really been raining and we just thought, oh, it'll be fine. And it was ridiculous. It was like, there was no way we could get in. And so we just sat by the side and just had a coffee and ate some cake and, you know, all right, it wasn't quite the same, but it was still really lovely. So what a lovely note to end on. Lovely. Well, I've enjoyed a chat with Emma and Mel as always, and always enjoy talking about swimming. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Penny. Thanks for having us. That's it, folks. Thanks very much for joining us. We hope you found some of that useful and we'll look forward to you joining us on next week's episode. Mm-hmm.